Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 82. It's now been 35 weeks, six days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And today is a nice, warm, sunny day in Southern California. No big surprise there. What is a surprise is that I actually hiked up the mountain to sit here in the next to top Zen spot under the shady tree. Why is that a surprise? Because Mark and I were planning to do some hill bike riding today. But brave companions, it just didn't work out that way. So I had been planning to prep the show and record tomorrow by walking around the park. But since Mark wants to switch our bike ride to Monday, I had to scramble, prep my notes in the morning time when I would normally be hiking and then get my rear here up the mountain, even though it's a little later than I like to hike. The good news is, here I am, and it's an absolutely beautiful day, and it was well worth it to hike up the mountain to be sitting here with you. And today's a cool day. I call it catch-up day. After we listen to our inspirational snippet of I'm Letting Go by Josh Woodward, I'm going to tell you all about the YMCA support group and how that went for my very first session. I'm going to tell you how my last voice acting lesson went. Remember last time I didn't like how I was progressing too well? well? I'll tell you how my latest one went. And I'll tell you all about my latest conversations with the wonderful Alan Standish of Progress Not Perfection. We also can look forward to a call to the Bravery Hotline from Amy from Wisconsin, and we'll end up with great comments featured by Suze, Cheryl, and Stephanie about my rather dramatic language last time, negativity, and creativity. All of that and more coming up. So let's take a listen to Josh and see what will I let go of today. But I'm letting go. Before I thank Josh and tell you what I'm going to let go of today, I want to give a special shout out to Hung, a nice lady that I met at the top of the mountain last episode after I was recording. I did my recording of the show, walked up to the top Zen spot, met her, we had a nice conversation, and it was really cool. Hi Hung, I hope everything's going well with you. Josh, 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 thank you so much for giving me that moment of clarity every single time I listen to I'm Letting Go. For me, this song is very inspiring, and it's all about shedding those behaviors and relationships with food or other negative things that I do that get in the way of my living a great life, or at least a better life. No, I'll take that, a great life. Because I've found as we've gone through these podcast episodes that a lot of the things I thought were my bad food habits were in reality just plain bad habits. They didn't serve me with helping me eat well or have an energetic body. 
and it didn't serve me in order to have good authentic relationships with people. I basically was hiding myself, not only behind my weight and the physical space that I take up, but I was hiding my true thoughts and feelings from myself, as we've discussed before, by covering them up with the actual food and the obsession around food. And, you know, last show really was painful for me because I used some pretty severe language, as we'll talk about at the end of the show, to describe how I felt in the sound booth of my voiceover lesson. And really, honestly, Brave Companions, that was like one of the lowest of the low moments that I've had since I began doing Compulsive Overeating Diary. I really felt like giving up. I felt like And I'm not kidding, it was pretty bad. I mean, pretty bad, it was. But as we discussed, it was a learning experience. So I'm not gonna go further on that, what I discussed last week. But what I wanna talk about that I need to let go of today is the idea how easy it is for me to give up. That's right. I think part of my default response to pain and trouble is to just say, screw it, just forget it. If I'm having, you know, a problem with one of my friends and it's too hard to talk to them about what's going on with me, inside I just say, oh, forget it, and just let that relationship drift away. I know we've all been there. I know this has all happened. Sometimes people just drift away because time and chance, you know, take you out of each other's orbit. But there's times when I just let that go because I'm giving up. I also give up on myself whether it was on a diet plan or this intuitive eating, when the time gets, when the struggle happens and things get tough and I feel like this just isn't going anywhere, my default is to give up. And with voice acting, it was so painful, that quote unquote learning experience last time, that I really came home kind of feeling like, well, I wanted the answer of, is this for me? And maybe that answer is, no, it's not. I can't tell you how much bravery and self-talk and courage and reading over and over again the brave comments and encouraging comments that people posted for me (laughs) on day 81. And I'm going to read some of those for you today. But you guys really stepped up to encourage me. I had to really step up to encourage myself to convince myself to go to lesson number six which is the last lesson in this particular acting class series. Because I felt like, man, I am now the bottom of the totem pole, and I've really blown it, and I've shown that I can't do it. I told myself these negative, damaging things. I've shown myself I can't do it. And you know, it's really true that it is a learning experience. You know, as bad as I did, I was at least putting out a take, right? I was recording my badness so the teacher, Mark Cashman, could tell me about it, right? The only way I can truly fail would be to quit, to stay at home, to not get back up on the bike. You know, after I had my bike accident, it would have been easy to say, I'm really scared of bikes, and in fact, I kind of was, but I knew that if I didn't get back up on that bike, I might never go bike riding again. If I let my fear of being in the saddle, if I let the fear of the unknown, of what had happened to me, if I let that get in my head, I would be robbing myself of a joy in my life because I love bike riding. 
And for the most part, what I've learned so far, I love voice acting. I love meeting the people. I love being in that environment. I love learning mic technique. I love finding out new things about myself and what my voice can do. I really enjoy it. So brave companions, I had to really, really give myself a talking to. I mean, really give myself a talking to, saying things like, okay, Lori, so last week was not perfect. Perfect, what do you mean perfect? It wasn't even close to okay. It wasn't even moderate. It wasn't even adequate. Well, you know, that might be your opinion there, Lori. I think that it probably wasn't that bad for a rank beginner. Well, everyone else did better. How do you know what everyone else did? Do you know what everyone felt about their performance? Well, no. Okay. Besides which, it doesn't matter what everyone else does. It really doesn't. Because if they're good and they like voice acting, they're going to pursue their own path and they're going to do their own thing and follow up on it. That's for them to decide. What's for you to decide there, Lori girl? Well, I guess what there is for me to decide is, is it worth it? Is it worth it to continue trying or do I really believe in my heart of hearts that the time has come to give up? Did it feel good last time? No, it did not feel good. How have you been doing before that? I've been doing okay. I've had some, I've had some good feedback and I've had some you know, good constructive feedback to change. Do you feel overall you've improved since the first lesson? Well, yes, except for last week. Don't forget last week now, Lori. Well, except for last Stop telling you, forget last week. Overall, have you improved, do you feel, your skill in voice acting since you began the class? Well, yes, overall, I have improved. Well, in that case, does it make any sense, do you think, to give up to not go, to not try again. What is the harm of going to your last lesson and seeing what happens? Well, self, I guess if you're gonna put it that way, there's really nothing to lose. I've already had my worst fears happen and lived and been encouraged by the brave companions. So what is the absolute worst thing that can happen is that I get that again. Well, Lori, are you gonna to go to your lesson? Well, self, I guess I am. I'm going to suck it up. I'm going to strap on that bravery and I'm going to go to lesson number six and give it my best shot. And I'm delighted to share with you the results of my last voice acting lesson. And this is really fun. I got permission from my scene partners, Lynn and Matt, and from my teacher, Mark Cashman, to play you the clips of our dialogues. Now, when we're doing dialogues or a multi-acting part, what we do is we work together and we have to switch roles until we have played all the parts. So we take several takes of the same materials while we are switching around who's saying what when. So it could get kind of confusing, but it's a lot of fun. And to be honest, I really just love it when I'm working with scene partners. And in this dialogue, I'm going to play for you the second take of my partners and I doing a spot for Kroger's about a TV sale called the TV Extravaganza. And in this one, I'm the customer. And I have to be honest, I'm going to play this take because this is the best feedback I've ever received from director Mark. So I'm going to put this one in. Here's our second take where I'm the customer. This is take two. 
Excuse me, which way to the refrigerators? Um, you mean the refrigerated section? Three aisles to the... No, I'm looking for a new refrigerator. Um, this is Kroger. We don't sell refrigerators. Well, I saw that Zenith Color TV over there, so I thought I'd see what other appliances you have. Oh, the Zenith TV is a special offer for Kroger's TV extravaganza. Whoa, extravaganza. So you must have deals on refrigerators, microwaves, CD players. Um, no. See, now, while supplies last, when you buy $50 worth of groceries at Kroger, you can get a Zenith 27-inch color TV with remote control, picture-in-picture, -picture, and surround sound for only $229.99. $229.99? So no refrigerators? Sorry. Kroger's TV extravaganza is just another part of Kroger Total Value. The best prices, the best service, and red tag specials every day. Got it? Got it. Good. So, which way to the Kroger Furniture Department? Oh, boy. I could use a nice imitation leather lounge chair. Get your Zenith 27-inch color TV for only $229.99. Limit one while supplies last with a $50 food purchase. The Kroger TV extravaganza. Don't miss it. So we went from 106 to 102. So you knocked off about uh, uh, four seconds off of that. No. So, you did, so overall, you did a, a much better job on that second take. You picked up your pace. We could still shave a couple of seconds off mm -hmm. on the next couple of takes. We'll try it. But you did so many great things in there. All of you, all of you really bumped up your game on that second take. You were really, really connected and focused. Lori, very, very nice job. Uh, uh, she, the, the, the couple of things that I, that I, uh, that I may, asked her to make adjustments on, she incorporated flawlessly into that subsequent take. I'd like to, I thought I'd see what other appliances you have. She did that, again, not, not without a hitch. Um, she changed the 8-track players to CD players, made that switch very, very easily. But there was a little subtle thing, a really, really nice subtle thing that you did, Lori, in this particular case. Most of the time, we want to try to keep our lines tight. And just occasionally, occasionally, maybe step on a line if it's appropriate. And you had that moment in there when, when, uh, when Matt said, um, this is Kroger, we don't sell refrigerators. And your next line, well, I saw that scene with Color TV. You didn't wait. You, you, you started your line just as he was ending his line. And there was the tiniest bit of overlap, but it sounded real. So your timing was excellent. On that, uh, on that, and your timing, you was at your and Matt's timing was terrific on on uh, got it, got it, good, and that's basically what it is. Got it, got it, good. That's how fast it goes. So you anticipated your lines really, really well. Wow, now that made me feel so much better. Now, to be honest, Lynn and Matt are such good voice actors, are so talented that it makes it a little bit easy to feel in rhythm with them. And we also had a chance to rehearse, and that made it easier. Remember last time when I really fell flat on my face, I was doing a monologue that I really had not been able to prepare. So that makes a big difference. Even though cold reading is a very important part of this business, it was a lot of fun to have a take that felt like it was going well. Now in the second take, we're gonna switch around. So Matt and Lynn are the customer and the employee who is helping, and I'm actually the announcer at the end. So enjoy this one. What was kind of cool is in this take, we actually made our 60 second time limit, which is if this was a true commercial, we would have to get within that. So what do you think of me as an announcer? Let's switch roles. Let's now have Matt will be VO1, Lynn will be VO2, and Lori will be our announcer. 
Excuse me, which way to the refrigerators? Um, you mean the refrigerated section? Three hours to No, it. I'm looking for a new refrigerator. Um, this is Kroger. We don't sell refrigerators. Well, I saw that Zenith Color TV over there, so I thought I'd see what other appliances you have. Oh, the Zenith TV is a special offer for Kroger's TV extravaganza. Whoa, extravaganza? So you must have deals on refrigerators, microwaves, CD players? Um, no. See, now while supplies last, when you buy $50 worth of groceries at Kroger, you can get a Zenith 27-inch color TV with remote control, picture-in-picture, and surround sound for only $229.99. $229.99. So, no refrigerators? Sorry. Kroger's TV extravaganza is just another part of Kroger Total Value. The best prices, the best service, and red tag specials every day. Got it? Got it. Good. So, which way to the Kroger furniture department? Oh, boy. I could use a nice imitation leather lounge chair. Get your Zenith 27-inch color TV for only $229.99. Limit one while supplies last with a $50 food purchase. The Kroger TV extravaganza. Don't miss it. 59.5. Look at that. So we went from, what is it, our first was 106, the next one was 102, and now we got it in under one. Number, so obviously it showed that it could be done, and you guys did a brilliant job. Then for our very last take, I was really proud of myself on this one because there's a center part of this dialogue, a line that is really a tongue twister, really hard to say. And as you know, I have trouble with my mouth because of my bike accident is kind of frozen feeling, so it's hard for me sometimes to speak clearly. And this center paragraph just rips like an SOB, it really does. But I'm so proud of myself on how we did. And in this last take, I'm the employee helping out the customer. I hope you really enjoy it. Let's do that voodoo that you didn't do already, <laughs> which means, Len, I think you're gonna be looking for the refrigerators and uh, and Lori, you're going to be uh, helping him, yeah. or trying to. Fine. And this is third crew, take one. Excuse me, which way to the refrigerators? Mm, you mean the refrigerated section? Three aisles to the... No, I'm looking for a new refrigerator. Um, this is Kroger. We don't sell refrigerators. Well, I saw the Zenith Color TV over there, so I thought I'd see what other appliances you have. Oh, the Zenith TV is a special offer for Kroger's TV extravaganza. Whoa, extravaganza. So you must have deals on refrigerators, microwaves, CD players? Uh, no. See, now, while supplies last, when you buy $50 worth of groceries at Kroger, you can get a Zenith 27-inch color TV with remote control, picture-in-picture, -picture, and surround sound for only $229.99. $229.99? Uh, so no refrigerators. Sorry. Kroger's TV extravaganza is just another part of Kroger Total Value. The best prices, the best service, and red tag specials every day. Got it? Got it. Good. So which way to the Kroger furniture department? Oh, boy. I could use a nice imitation leather lounge chair. Get your Zenith 27-inch color TV for only $229.99. Limit one while supplies last with a $50 food purchase. The Kroger TV extravaganza. Don't miss it. And you actually knocked another second off of that. We came out at 58 on that one, no, which, is, which is great. Closer to, oh, closer to 9, 59. Okay, so about a Still. second, second and a half. You did hey, that we was could great. add copy. Yeah, let's do no, that. No, no. That's terrific. You guys did terrific. Notice what Lori did when after, after uh, uh, Len said, I see what other appliances you have. Uh, she says, oh, the TV, uh, uh, TV uh, Zenith TV is a special offer for TV, Kroger's TV extravaganza. So she introduced extravaganza right there. That is where, the, where it comes in. She introduced it. Oh, it's for Kroger's TV extravaganza. And then Len, again, at responding, reacting, which again is what we're doing in dialogues. It's not just a matter of, a matter of acting, it's reacting. Just, just uh, 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 believably said, whoa, extravaganza. 
okay, and just repeated that. But Lori introduced it, which allowed Len to say, whoa, extravaganza, hey, I didn't know about that, okay? So she introduced it, which is beautiful. Uh, uh, and then uh, she remembered what I had said to Matt about the VO2. Uh, see, now, and that, that now is a time thing, so she listened to that and incorporated that. So again, whenever you're doing dialogues, when you hear a director direct somebody else on a particular, piece, a particular part or a piece of copy that you are not doing, make those changes anyway. Because it's very, very possible that the director, after listening to everybody, would say, you know what? Even though I've cast Lori for this and Len for this and Matt for this, now that I'm hearing it, I'm not buying it. I think we've got to redo this. Let's have Matt be our stock boy. Let's be, have Matt be our VO2. And let's have uh, uh, Lori be our VO1 because uh, she sounds like a prototypical shopper. And Len is going to be our announcer. That's going to be our cast. Even though you were cast for different roles, the director has the right to change it right there and anticipate that. Listen to what they, what they say to the other guys. And, and, and this way... You're, it, you're, it's going to be beautiful. But right. where's my laugh track? All right, guys, come on in. Nice job. Wow. Wasn't that a world of difference from what I described last time to this time? If I had given up, if I had let myself be so discouraged by that poor performance of week five, if I had let myself feel that pain and be so scared of that pain that I did not want to feel it or have the chance of joy, I would not have had these takes to play for you today. I would not have had that moment of pride, of doing something difficult, of making it one step closer to my dream, of making something I want to do so deeply maybe come true. I would have given up on myself, and I can't tell you how scary it is to say how close it was, because that is a very bad habit. Now, I'm not saying that when you have tried your best and considered everything and really thought through in your heart that it's time to do something different, that you shouldn't let go of activities or people or things in your life that cause you pain or aren't working out for you, right? You, you shouldn't have to stay in a job that you hate if you can get one you like better, you know? Sometimes friendships should move on because you've grown to different places. Sometimes the answer is, no, this activity really isn't for you at the level you wish it to be. You know, there's a lot of singers who can sing pretty well who just aren't going to proceed to, you know, superstar, but they're able to sing. There's a lot of talented athletes who can play football really well, but they're not going to go to the pro football league, right? Sometimes there's activities that are just for fun. And this one for me is for fun, and I'm hoping maybe someday I can actually get good enough to audition and try to book a real job. That would be a thrill to me. But if I'd quit, I never would have had that opportunity. And I'm going to keep this show <laughs> on my bookmarks to listen again. So the next time I'm ready to throw in the towel prematurely, I'm going to listen to these takes and remind myself that just because you had a failure one day, doesn't mean it's time to give up on it all. Well, now that I've given up 
my whole idea of giving up so easy. It's time to move on to welcomes and announcements. And I want to give a big welcome to new Brave Companion, Joe, who posted on day one. And here's part of his first comment. Hi, Lori. I just started listening to your podcast on day six of compulsive overeating. I just finished the one about wishing more would leave a post on your blog. I'm assuming this is what that is. I have so far enjoyed your podcast and love how real they are. I have been battling with compulsive overeating for a long time and didn't realize it as much as I do now. It's been a constant battle. Joe also added this PS that reminds me to count my blessings. I am also jealous that you live in the best place in this country, Southern California. Well, Joe, I tell you, thank you so much for your encouragement. I am delighted that you came to post on day one and that you're listening to the shows and you are one of the new Brave Companions. And I'm also delighted that you reminded me how lucky I am to be hiking in October up this mountain and complaining about the heat. There's other parts of the country who may not be so fortunate as winter well, you know, comes in as they get to dig their car out of the snow or have, you know, some rainy cold days. For the most part, we're coming into the seasons of California in the Southland here where the weather is temperate and it's beautiful. And Mark and I could be riding our bike at Christmas here in California. So that's a point for your gratitude list if you do that kind of thing. However grumpy I get, however complainy I get, whenever I feel strapped of cash or not able to do what I want to do, all I need is to go out my own front door like Dorothy and say, there's no place like home because there's so many wonderful attributes for me to appreciate. And I'm going to challenge you, brave companions. I bet wherever you live, there's something great about it. I bet there's something wonderful like Dorothy, you could say, there's no place like your home. So I challenge you to find out what that is and maybe keep that in your pocket to tell yourself when you get discouraged. So thanks, Joe, for giving me that great thought. Now, I'm known for saying don't apologize for your truth, right? Well, I'm going to apologize for this truth. I'm sorry, Stephanie from Quebec and other French speakers, but this a French phrase that I can read plenty fine and have even used myself in my writing that I can't pronounce very well. But it features strongly in the next post of our new Brave Companion, Kelly, so I'm going to have to suck it up and just do my best. So please don't think I'm trying to torture your language, but I'm going to do the best I can, okay? Kelly reached out by posting on my blog post about my second interview with Alan Standish. Oh, more about that later. Anyway, Kelly writes, Hi, Lori. I am in the UK and discovered your podcast yesterday morning. I am already on number five. I have lived with binge eating disorder since my very early teens. I have had so many issues with food and used it as an emotional crutch and still do. However, I discovered I had this when doing my degree in food and nutrition five years ago. Episode 2 was the first time I have heard someone say how I felt. Your description of how you ended up eating the whole ice cream tub. You are so brave. I have a passion inside to write a book about this as I have been to the bottom and now feel great and at a happy weight. I really want to help with this issue because it is very hard to talk about. There really isn't an understanding out there and people do not freely share. I am in awe of you. My heart broke for you on episode 4. I do not know what is going on with you right now. I will continue to listen. 
My colleague and I have just started a blog as we want to reach out and help, and I know what you mean about the comments. My next blog post next week is about self-sabotage, which may be very interesting to you. I apologize if I'm not making sense. I am dashing out for the day with my girls, but wanted to leave a comment because I think you are sharing something so important. All my love and luck. Kelly. Okay, then Kelly left a link to her blog, and it's called, here we go, Joie de Vivre. Okay, it's Joie de Vivre. It means like joy, right? Joie de Vivre food. So I checked out Kelly's blog and really enjoyed the recipes there. And this is what they say about it on their own about page. Joie de vivre, a French phrase often used in English to express enjoyment and passion for life, a feeling of vitality and exuberance, we understand it can sometimes seem beyond reach. Both of us have felt far from beautiful at times, but feel we have discovered the secrets of joie de vivre. <laughs> Two ladies, mums and food and nutrition teachers with hectic lives have found ways to make healthy eating, losing and maintaining a healthy weight and feeling wonderful, simple yet manageable. Our mission is to share these with all of you. Being the best you is within your grasp, Allison and Kelly. So brave companions, if you'd like to go check out their healthy recipes and take on joie de vivre, come check out the link on day 82. And I tell you, I really did enjoy the recipes that they have there. And I'm interested to see what more blog posts they have. Because just because I'm doing intuitive eating doesn't mean I don't like to eat some healthy something with kale. I love kale, and that's not all they have. They have plenty of recipes that are nutrition packed and yet sound absolutely delicious. And that can't help but be a great thing. All right, onwards to some thank yous. A whopping big Mocha Java thanks to my latest monthly subscriber to the show. I so appreciate that financial support. You know, it's more than just having help with Mark and my retirement budget. It is the feeling that you believe in me. You know, in the U.S. years ago, actress Sally Field accepted her Oscar for Best Actress in the movie Places in the Heart, and it was her second Oscar, and it touched us and also kind of became a bit of a viral joke at that time when she held her, her, her award high and said, though this is a misquote, you like me, you really like me. Her point was the first one was really cool, but kind of went over her head because it was so surreal to win Best Actress. And the second one really touched her heart in such a way as that she could feel it, how much the people that voted for her to get Best Actress really loved her work. That's why she said, you like me, you really like me. And when you coffee clatchers subscribe, on the menu on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com or give one-time gifts by clicking the buy me coffee button, I feel the same. I kind of throw up my hands virtually and say, you like me, you really like me. That feeling that you would actually go into your pocket, pull out cash and give it to me when you can listen just the same for free is so emotionally supportive as well as financially supportive. And I just want to thank you yet again because it is so touching and I appreciate it so much. On to Alan Standish. A big sis thanks to my fake little bro for the wonderful job he did putting together our second interview on his show, Progress Not Perfection. And you can hear it if you haven't as episode 49 on pnpdaily.com. And if you missed our first interview, it was his episode 42. 
And a big thank you to Donnie, Cheryl, and Stephanie from Quebec for sending in questions for that interview. It was really fun walking around the park, chatting with Alan, and he loved having your questions to trigger some of our topics. Cheryl also had a great idea that I should interview Alan my own self. So guess what? I did. Last week, I turned my echoey house into a mini sound booth by dragging a ladder out of the garage and piling it with blankets and mattress foam, putting all of my area rugs and tiles on the floor, and talking at length with Alan about his start as a podcaster, why he changed focus from binge eating to perfectionism, and what kinds of things does he do to be brave. And I'll be releasing that conversation as a special bonus episode in the next week or two. Before we move on and I tell you the story of how it went with the live support group, let me announce that it is continuing on the same time, same place, Tuesday, October 14th at 2 p.m. at the Crescenta Kenyatta YMCA. And you can see compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash YMCA for details. So I've been talking for several, several episodes about putting together the support group in conjunction with the YMCA and how fearful I was that there would be zero people show up. And even if they did show up, that it wouldn't turn out well and I would be terrible. And it was just awful. All of these feelings. Again, hmm, I see a theme here, this catastrophe. Things are going to be awful theme hitting me. But I was brave. We did it. The first one was last week, and we had three community people come and several health coaches who work for the Y came who are interested in this topic, and it was wonderful. It was supportive. It was fun. Only one person there had ever heard my show or knew about that, so I spent the first part of the group kind of saying, who am I and what's, what am I about and <laughs> what do I think? Which, you know, that's the way it goes. It's kind of about me the first half. And then the second half, I got a chance to hear some of the stories of the people who'd come to the support group. And some of them have agreed to maybe go on mic and share some of their stories with you in an upcoming episode. So thumbs up for our support group at the YMCA. And again, if you're in the Los Angeles area and you would like to come, go to compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash YMCA, and maybe I'll see you at our support group too. You know, it always makes me happy to see I've got a phone call from the Bravery Hotline, because sometimes it's foolish fun, and sometimes it's you guys just saying hi, and sometimes it's for the show, and sometimes it's just for me. But this particular call was from my virtual partner in intuitive eating, Amy from Wisconsin. And she is brave and calls the Bravery Hotline and she shares some of the bumps she's been going through with intuitive eating and her method to refocus. This is what Amy had to say. Hi, Lori. This is Amy from Wisconsin. Um, and I just wanted to call in because I found re-listening to one of your older episodes so incredibly helpful to me today. Um, I've been struggling a little bit. I know I've been doing more compulsive overeating and a lot less intuitive eating. And I was identifying that um, I think it's because I'm not taking the time to pay attention to my body. Um, I am a teacher. I'm a first grade teacher. And so I just get really like wrapped up in everything that's going on. I was at a math workshop yesterday. I have conferences tomorrow. I, you know, there's just a million things happening. And I'm sure that's true in many, many people's lives. I'm not saying that mine is busier than everyone else's. 
but I was getting really wrapped up in everything else going on in life, not taking the time to listen to my body and was doing some overeating just to deal with the stress, which is my old pattern and habit. And so when I realized that was happening, I decided maybe going back and listening to some of your earlier episodes where you really talked about your sort of steps into intuitive eating would help me um, refocus and get back to that beginning um, of, of just paying attention and whatever. So that's what I did. I listened to episode 52 um, and I, I just looked back in the feed and kind of tried to look at titles and see which ones might help. I didn't really know. And I downloaded several, but I just listened to that one and it was just so what I needed to hear. In fact, I may listen to it all over again because um, it was that helpful. So I wanted to say thank you for all the episodes that you've put out. And I'm sure there will be other times that other episodes will be helpful to go back and listen to as well. And um, to just put that idea out there in case other people are struggling that, you know, you can go back and listen to old episodes and find them helpful as well. So thanks a lot, and um, hopefully today will be a bit calmer for me and I can focus on how I'm feeling and how I'm doing a bit more. Thanks. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks, Amy. What a good idea. You know, I've really been struggling myself this last several weeks. I think I've just been kind of under stress a lot and maybe doing some stress eating. And so I went back to episode 52 after you mentioned it, and it helped me too. I'm feeling much more centered and on track. So thanks so much for the tip. You know, sometimes I forget that just because I am where I am today doesn't mean I didn't have good thoughts and lessons in my past. So I really, really, really thank you for reminding me that the past episodes are a good way to buoy up my confidence or just have a laugh depending on the day I re-listen to. Anyway, Amy, hugs, 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 and I'm super glad you're my virtual buddy on this path to learning about our intuitive hunger and what our bodies are trying to tell us. To wrap up the show today, I wanted to share some featured comments all from day 81. Day 81 was last episode when I was kind of imploding on myself with grief and sadness over my voice acting abilities. And you guys really stepped up and I wanted to share a few of those with everybody. Anyways, the first one I wanted to share with you came from Suze as she comforted me on day 81. Hi, Lori. Boy, did I hear and recognize your perfectionism and your high expectations of yourself at the beginning of this podcast. And I have something to say but take it with a grain of salt because I do exactly the same thing. I noticed the words you used in describing your disappointment about your character acting lesson. Words like brutal and devastating. What heavy words. I think the words more represent how you felt rather than the reality of the lesson. We are both deep feeling, very sensitive people, and it's probably why we anticipate the worst, torture ourselves with what if, and catastrophize disappointments that in the true scheme of life aren't as big a deal as we make them. 
Once, during a piano lesson, I had a second grader start crying because I was stopping him and wanting to work on a rhythm he wasn't getting quite right. He was so upset that he hadn't gotten it right that he got himself all worked up, and it was hard for him even to hear my instructions or my encouragement. That kid was already a perfectionist, and it hurt to see the high expectations and the devastation he felt over something so minor as a slight rhythm correction. Something in us tells ourselves that if we can't do something well or not as well as we were hoping to, that somehow we're not okay. It causes a level of distress that is way out of proportion with reality. And one of the hardest parts is we know this logically, but yet when that adrenaline is rising and the blood is pounding in our ears, it's hard to hear the voice of reason. And then she shares a story from childhood that also illustrates this point before she gives her take on changing this negative outlook. I know, we choose words to describe how things felt. But what if we tried other words, like when you add brave to something, like I bravely bombed. Try purposely using less extreme words than you feel, like, well, that was slightly unpleasant, that chafed a bit. I don't know if it would help diffuse some of the emotional charge of other words, but maybe it's worth a try. I should mention I'm not telling you what to do, I'm just thinking out loud in typing about things I should probably try. And this is what I got to say to that, Suze. Amen, sister. That's just what I've been trying to do. I've been trying to listen to myself, reframe disaster words into something more neutral, and then slap a brave or bravery in there somewhere. P.S. Brave Companions, I loved hearing this from Suze about my reaction to her wonderful musical gift to me of last episode. And foolish fun. Just hearing how delighted and happy you sounded over your song, which I call Lori's Garden, made my day. I'm so happy that you were so happy. So thank you so much for your enthusiasm and appreciation. I was so happy about your happiness. I didn't even mind my mistakes. Ha ha ha. Suze, you crack me up. Anyway, she goes on. Looking forward to hearing you sing your song again. If you have any other songs rolling around in your head, let me know. And thank you so much for putting me on the bravery report. It made me feel good. And I'll continue to be aware of the bravery report in my head too. Also, I loved all the really, 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 really at the end of your whole vocal range. Maybe some character voices were hidden in there, Suze. And I wrote back to Suze, it's true. That really, really, really I did at the end of last show was my own personal joke. And I was wondering if anybody would get it. So it really pleased me when Suze got that I was stretching my vocal range with my really, really, really care at the end of last episode. Anyway, Cheryl, my good friend, also encouraged me after my dark voice acting days and put herself on the bravery report for following through with her creative work despite her fears. Cheryl says, your experience with your voice acting class is such a textbook example of how we all have supersonic hearing when it comes to negative comments, but can hardly hold on to positive ones. Researchers say for every negative comment we receive, we need to hear five, or it may have been six, positive ones to begin to undo the quote damage, unquote. Being in a class is the hardest place for that to happen, isn't it? One of the things that's kept me from serious writing for years is the fear of critique. I wrote for our denomination's newsletter for two years and even had an article published, but there was no critiquing involved in either of those things. Writing a full-length story and then sending it off to have others read it and tell you whether you just wasted a year of your time scared the ever-loving daylights out of me. But as you know, I finally did it. I just had to convince myself that I'm not a pro at this, 
not likely even good at it. And so there needed to be plenty of room for growth and learning. Well, before I go on, Cheryl, I'm going to say I don't like your parentheses, likely not good at it, because I think you likely are good at it, and I think you're being like me <laughs> when I said, oh, I suck at character acting. I think we do that to take the sting out of it, right? But I'm here again to say I think your writing is really good. So I read that parentheses because you put it in there, but I'm not going to put it in there for me. That guy should take it right out of this, but I won't. <laughs> but I think that you do good. Back to your words. I've gotten my first review back from one beta reader, and not only what she said did not hurt my feelings, I actually was able to look at the problem areas and think, yeah, that really is a problem. I think I'm beginning to understand the difference framing this all in learning mode has made. It helped a lot. You know, Brave Companions, I think that is absolutely the key to life of everything. To everything we try and do in life and being happier is if we can take all feedback of any kind, whether it's hopping on that stupid scale, which I don't do anymore, or putting your pants on, or getting comments from the teacher, or comments from the reader, or when you listen to what you've played back, recorded, whatever it is, if you take all feedback as just learning, what can you learn from that? Like, wow, whatever I did there worked out pretty well. Wow, whatever I did there is not getting me closer to what I was intending. What might I do different? And then take some more feedback. And it is one of the most challenging things to do. But I really believe that learning to take critique, whether it's from others, from yourself, whenever you hear comments about how you're doing at something, when it's a constructive person, if they're just being a jerk, just let it go, right? But, but if it's real feedback, or something you find out, just try to put it in that neutral place, like Suze was saying with the language. Try to put it in a neutral place and observe it. Observe it like a scientist. Hmm, that's interesting. I guess I've got some work to do on my character voice. Hmm, that's interesting. I guess this chapter I need to th rethink a little bit. Hmm, I guess maybe I shouldn't have two beers and lots and lots of corn fritters the night before I try my pants on for Mark to look at. Not that I did that, but that's the idea. I think I'm getting silly up here. Anyway, Stephanie from Quebec weighs in on Sue's piano playing and the overall creativity of us brave companions. What a beautiful gift that was. Wow, Suze, I'm impressed by the kindness of your gesture. It was fun to hear. And Cheryl, you right? Is it me or are a lot of us very creative people? Am I overthinking this? Or is there a link between emotional eating and creativity? Hmm, is it that artists are very sensitive people? I don't know. As for receiving critique, for me, it all sums up to people pleasing more than perfectionism. I guess the idea of deceiving someone brings me down. This was a great show. Well, brave companions, what do you think about Stephanie's hypothesis? Are all of us brave companions really, really creative because we're at heart sensitive, artistic souls, and that's why things hurt us so much, and that's why we tend to cover up with food? How many of you are singers or writers or actors or needlework people or are artistic in the way that you think or do things? I would really be interested to know. And here's a chance right now. I've been debating whether or not to put out like a fun Halloween episode of Compulsive Overeating Diary like I did last year for Daily Adventure Tales, my first podcast. And I think that would really be fun. So 
Suze, if you have a spooky piano piece to play, or you guys have a spooky joke to tell, or you want to write and read a spooky story, or you could write a spooky story and send it to me or post it, and I could read it for the show. So if I get some spooky Halloween things from you, then I will put together that kind of fun little bit in a Halloween show. I know that Mark and I had a really fun time last year doing this for Daily Adventure Tales. So I'll just leave it up to you. If you guys think that would be fun, then go ahead, send me some spooky Halloween stuff. Remember, I need it in advance so that I can put it into the show for Halloween. But even if Halloween isn't your thing, do let me know. Are you creative? And do you think that us brave companions tend to be more creative? I just, I think maybe that might be true. I'd like to hear your opinion. So go do something fun, have a good time, don't give up, and until next time, remember, take care, because I really, 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 really care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone and won't be holding on to anything again. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go.